The moment you decide to look outside of yourself for value is the moment you give your rights away to be authentically you. Your value is not in what your mother thinks of you, what your father thinks of you, what your family and friends think of you. Your value is what you think of yourself. That is the secret to authentically loving and being you. Welcome to Soul Food with Sadie. It's time to feed your soul, uplifting others through inspiration, motivation, and edifying the soul so we can be the best version of ourselves. Here's your host, Sadie Evans. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Thank you all for tuning in to Soul Food with Sadie. This is season three, Pressing Through Pressure, and I am so excited to have Yaisa Man on the show. Yaisa, how are you? I'm glad to have you on the show. I'm excited. I'm excited to hang out with Soul Food with Sandy and I also, or Sadie, and yes. I also want to make sure that I'm just excited that I'm able to just let Christ shine. Yes, yes. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Ooh, who who I is, who I be. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Well, I consider myself affectionately as the cheerleader for the chosen. Um, even though I didn't know, but I know now that God has created me to function as apostolic and prophetic. Mm-hmm. And in that, like really building up others. So when we think about apostles, you think about them, you know, building churches or they're launching out and they go put churches and ministries out there. Mm-hmm. But that I see that in people because we're as humans, we're living epistles. Mm-hmm. And then also prophetically, because the word is God's, his promises to us. And so even being able to speak that word over people and what God says, who they are, and even just giving people encouragement. So that's a little bit about who I am. I'm also, I'm a California native, but I currently live in Oklahoma. And I'm like, how I get here is God, but um, a mom of three, of course, I'm a child of God. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be alive today, to be on this podcast today. Yes, yes. And we are glad to have you here. So the first thing I wanted to ask, because you know, it's all about pressing through pressure. What does that mean to you? I see you had a scripture in there, but I want you to tell the people what that means to you. Well, wow. So the scripture, I have to pull it up. But just when the question was asked about pressure, you know, when you think about pressure, you think about something that's being pressed down. Mm -hmm. And think about being pressed down. I think about like even wine. I think about olives and like what comes out of it. So sometimes I think with pressure, people get so focused on the pain, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's the beautiful part of the process of like the result like what's going to happen after it. So when we think about even as individuals being pressed down, when mm-hmm. we're like maybe facing a, a, a debt collection or we're facing divorce or we're uh, maybe devastation, what's coming out of you is what we should be looking at. So it should be something fruitful where we think about like, how is this producing something out of me? What is it producing out of me? If is it producing fear? Is it producing hope? Is it producing something in me to be creative, to like really say like that it's not me, it's the father in me? Yes, absolutely. I truly agree with you on that because I feel like everything we go through that we supposed to learn a lesson in. However, sometimes we don't because like you said, people yes. focus so much of the on the pain yes. of that situation instead of how can this teach me something? How can I learn from this. So has there ever been a time where you felt like throwing in the towel? Ooh, gosh. 
Well, I thought when it could get no, get no bad. I don't even know worse, worse this, is that even the word? But um, I was two weeks away from getting my PhD. Mm-hmm. And I moved all the way from California to Oklahoma to start my life. And so two weeks away from getting my doctorate degree, and I hear you're not going to be able to go forward to defend it. Um, not only that, it's like, I believe God was dealing with me with visions. Like after I got word of me not finishing my degree, as if I was already just devastated by that news, I, I saw a vision of the husband I had at the time um, mm-hmm. in an apartment. Like I saw him looking around, like I'm just driving in my car, but I see him looking around in an apartment. So I was like, you know, going through my own stuff, but I still managed to say, you know what? I don't know why I had this vision of you yeah. in this apartment. And he's like, well, I'm moving out on Friday. I mean, like what? And that was like on a Wednesday, you know, I had the vision on a Monday, but I just held it because I thought, I just thought that cannot be real. And so, so on top of not getting my doctorate, you know, not being able to finish it at that time, then husband leaving. And then it's like not getting my doctorate degree. I didn't have no job. So mm-hmm. if it could get, if it could get any, I don't know how bad it could get. But now, like when we talked about the press or like the pressure, mm-hmm. you know, that pressure, I look back now and I'm like, I'm better for it. Not that I say that I want people to go through, but you have to know that God is always with you no matter what. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And I can say that most of the things that I went through was because of my own decision. Like God didn't tell me to go to this PhD program, to move from California. God didn't tell me to marry this man. God, you know, so it's like, yeah. it's easy to want to blame and, and all that stuff because we want to like have somebody, not ourselves to own up to. I made those, I have free will. I made those decisions and maybe those decisions were based on unhealthy connections. Maybe they were unhealthy. You know, maybe that's not the plan that God had for me, mm-hmm. but yet it's still, it's easy to compare to say, well, why did their marriage work out? Or why did they get to finish their education? Why did they get to get their dream career? But God's like, was that even your dream? You know, or did, how, how do you even know if you never really knew who I was? I'm like, (laughs) that's good. That's good. That's so good because I truly believe that when we are outside of the will that God has for our life, we bring these things upon ourselves, you know? Oh, wow. God is so graceful and merciful that he Mm. gives us grace in those situations that it doesn't break us. However, we got to go through it, you know, and I was, Erica Campbell was saying this morning, she, um, I saw her on a podcast and what she was saying is when we are obedient to God and we are going with what God tell us to do, Mm -hmm. sometimes it don't feel good. It feels uncomfortable, but if we go through it, as on. stated, that we'll be able to see the prize in that situation. Wow. Wow. And a Come lot on. of times people don't like to admit that we be our, we be standing in our own way. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> we be standing in our own way. But how did it feel when you realized when you got to that point where you realized that, listen, I'm standing in my own way. I want these things, but this ain't what God has for me. The feeling, I want to say like, it was a real place. It was like where this heaviness Mm. and it was like, this ain't my life. It's like you blink and you wake up and you're in a whole new world. And so I was like out of my world, like my world of like what I wanted it to be. And I was in this world of like complete, like we're desperation, like in the Valley of dry bones, you know, like Mm -hmm. it was a place and, and that feeling was, man, it was feeling lonely, isolated. Uh, feeling like just forsaken, you know, mm. um, even though I said God will never leave you nor forsake you, but I, that was a feeling. But yeah. then over time, it's like, I was able to be so tired of myself, you know, like where I was so yeah. cried out. I, I was just, just, I was like, as I was in the valley of dry bones, I was also them dry bones where I had nothing else in me to, 
to pour out. So now I was empty. Now I can actually receive. Then it's like, I can hear. It's like, I heard God for the first time in those dry places. And I would say not to be dry. Like we want to be oily with the Holy Spirit. We want to be oily with the anointing. But I meant dry as in like, I had ran, I ran out of energy. I had uh, screamed and and I had no more voice. I had uh, no more resources. So I didn't have anything else. And it's just like, then I was still. And Mm -hmm. in that stillness, even though I was in that valley, it's like that low place. You know, we say that when you get to the rock, you get to meet the rock, you know, like he's the rock of salvation. So it's like, I got to see like, wow, like I got to see that me, you know, and it's like, I couldn't blame, like I said, I couldn't blame anyone anymore for things. It's easy to have that domino effect Mm -hmm. when I, one thing fall, the next thing fall, but then it go back to you. And so like, but even going back to me, God's so graceful that he put it on him. And he was letting me throw through his word that Jesus already did this already. Like he already took what you're going through. He took mm-hmm. it to the cross. So while you think you're the only one, mm-hmm. you're not the only one. And it's not a me too movement where you want misery, love company, where everybody else, if they say that they had the same thing happen to them, you start mm-hmm. feeling better about yourself. It wasn't that. It's like, no, it's not over. It's just yes. the beginning. It's just yes. the beginning. Absolutely. And I really believe I heard you say isolation. For mm-hmm. me, isolation was my elevation. It took oh, me come on. into that dry place in order for me to get the oil. So mm-hmm. the dry place is, I feel like the dry place is where that, that pressure comes in at. And when you come out of that, that's where you see and you receive and you feel the oil. And others can even see it on your life too. So I believe that your isolation season only was for the elevation that you are seeing now and the elevation that's to come. That's good. Yes. So how did you manage to not give up in that? I know you said, um, God, you really had to focus on God telling you that you weren't going through this by yourself, but was there practical things that you told yourself to not give up? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Well, I can say that I was like when them drug babies, like I was drugged to church, you know? Yeah. So I want to say that in my older time, in my, when I was of age accountability, like it wasn't my choice. Like mm-hmm. I, I was a church goer. I was a church, a church gooder, you know, do gooder, you know, invite people to church and things like that. But I really didn't understand a lot. I didn't know a lot, even though I was going through the motions and when things were going good, I gave God glory, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know God until I worked in retail and like uh, working in retail, it's like God was retelling my story. And not only that, um, it's like the, even the word store, like God was restoring me. He put me in a place to restore me, meaning like to give me back to my kingdom position. But I was working in lingerie to just to make it, to make it more simple. I was working in lingerie and in lingerie, I was complaining, you know, cause here I am the manager and it's like all these young girls and like, they're just idealistic. They're in school mm-hmm. and you got people, customers coming in to buy lingerie for special occasions. And here I am going through divorce. And it's like, you know, like, so yeah. fresh, and it's like, I would smile on outside, but on the inside, that's who you really are. You know, mm-hmm. I was crying on the inside and it's like, I was not being a hater, but I really wasn't a good congratulator. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, you know, saying, oh, I'm so proud of you. So happy for you. But I was still thinking, what about me? You know, mm-hmm. all the inner dialogue was what about me? And it's like over time, maybe not even two, three weeks of working in lingerie. It's like I heard a, a, a small voice and it was like, wear for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like I was in the lingerie department by myself. Yeah. And it's like. And I know, like, I've heard the voice of, of God before, but it was just, like, simple, practical. Yeah. It wasn't even, like, something deep, like, dust and thou, and you shall, you know. Yeah. It was, it was just wear for yourself. 
And it was so calm and peaceful. And so I want to say, when we think we got to cry and we got to scream to, to, to reach God, mm-hmm. he's closer than our breath. Uh, he's he's yeah. like right here. So when I heard that, I thought, wow, it led me to know about Holy Spirit and then mm-hmm. intimacy. So mind you, I'm working in lingerie. And it's like, God is teaching me intimacy, not about how to be Beyonce or Cardi B. You know, he's teaching me how to be vulnerable. Yes. He's teaching me how to be real and unguarded and be mm-hmm. like, just be pure, like be, just be raw before him, like where I'm able to just be me without saying what I think he wants me to say. Mm-hmm. Or even if I don't have to be that way with people, he wanted me that to be that way with him. And um, I started buying me lingerie, y'all. I mean, I didn't buy nothing crazy. I, I bought like, you know, robes and like cotton robes, silk robes. Then I bought terry cloth. And then I got different lingerie as far as like cute little camisoles. And it's like, wow, because I had just thought, you know, you wear your lingerie for your boo, your husband, mm-hmm. not your boo. You know, I'm going to say, don't, uh, you wear yeah. you know, anniversary and stuff like that. But every other day you just wear whatever, you know? And it's like, you think about your intimate apparel, it's close to your heart. So when you think about the bra you're wearing or your undergarment, sometimes it could be raggedy. But what is that really saying about what's on the inside? Because the outside, we're not going to, when we go out to banquets or conferences, we want to look good, you know? So we're not going to just wear anything on the outside. We want our hair done. But why don't we want our intimate apparel? Like not just our lingerie, but why don't we want our heart to be pure, to be clean, to be pretty, a pretty heart, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So I I really learned that in that short amount of time. and, And that just really got me. You know, I was still talking to God, but I think I was like shouting at him, you know, before and then that, that got me talking to God, like, hmm, God, what are, what are you trying to say about lingerie? And I mean, it was just a conversation where he was just, talk, he was being nice too, you know, because he says he knit us in our mother's womb. So he yeah. was like, he was slowly knitting me from the inside out to let me see that uh, there's, there's still some hope for you, even if it's just for yourself. Like, why do you think you have to have a man? Or why do you feel like you have to have, you know, like uh, material things for other people or like, you know, be a showpiece for some, a trophy for someone else. Why can't you just be pretty for yourself? Why can't you be beautiful for yourself? Yes. And a lot of people struggle with that. Honestly, I was just telling a friend that I'm ready to operate in my softest energy there is. And like, oh, come on with out it. that guy, we don't feel like we really in the spirit or like we God is hearing from us unless we loud walking around, mm-hmm. jumping up. No, <laughs> we can be soft. We can yeah. walk in our feminine energy and God will still honor our prayers. God will still honor us. I love how you said like the, the heart, you know, because last year the word God gave me was heart posh. What mm-hmm. are you doing this for? That mm-hmm. is what God gave to me. Like check your heart posture. Cause a lot of times we operate, like you said, when you were talking to the ladies and you were congratulating them on the, your heart posture was not right at that mm-hmm. moment, but because you was open about that and you didn't try mm-hmm. to hide it. God was able to knit you into who you are right now and who he is continuing to develop into. So when you face obstacles, do you go head first or do you shut down? Wow. Ooh, that's a good question. Like, ooh, head over heels. Okay, so now, uh, before I probably would shut down, but now it's like I began to start decreeing and declaring. I start binding up stuff. I mean, like, you know, it's like when we think about the strategy, the blueprint is in the in the word. And like, even though the power of words is so powerful, even just saying like, you're beautiful, just hearing that. But when you hear you are a royal priesthood, you know, like, oh, you know, like, so that that's God's truth. So even though with words, words can be facts, but God's word is true. So before I was shut down, 
I wouldn't say anything. And maybe out of fear or shame, I didn't want to let people know what I'm going through. If I was going through with my ex, like we back and forth, I didn't want to tell people we got back together. Y'all didn't know it, but we broke up again. You know, like, so it's like the fear of rejection of like people, you know, talking about you. But now it's a different story. I mean, like I said, when Holy Spirit showed himself to me and like, I didn't understand God, the father, God, the son, Holy Spirit. And that's as a person that was going to Bible study, tithing, going to Sunday service, going to evening service, going to special event services. I didn't really understand the breakdown of God, who he is like, wow, he's three parts, you know? So now it's like, I know God is within. So even when someone says something to me, I don't got to receive it. And if it's something that's a fleeting thought, I'll say, get thee behind me, Satan. Now, sometimes yeah. I can't have always one, but it ain't like how it used to be before. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would just be like a turtle and just close up, shut down, hard as a rock, you know. But now it's like, I want to be, like you said, uh, soft, you know. But I want to be able to use my words because yeah. I know that God, he gave me so much. He says, we're created in his image and his likeness. And he said, let us have dominion over the earth, you know, by being, you know, so we're going to be fruitful. We're going to multiply. We're going to replenish. We're going to subdue. And, and we're going to keep on creating and creating, but it's through, it's through our words. So. Yeah. I have to know, like, if someone says something to me, or if I see something, even if they don't say it, if I, if I get something in the mail that says something, or if I hear something, mm -hmm. I ain't got to receive it. And I thought before I would just take it, someone says, you're not going to finish that PhD. So if I could go back to myself, you know, 2014, you know, and when they told me that I would have spoke up and I wouldn't have just implode, I wouldn't have just closed up and mm -hmm. shut down. That's what the enemy wants us to do to like bow down. He wants us to bow down to depression, bow down to fear. So when you close down and you get like that turtle, you're bowing down. God wants us to raise up, rise up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and he wants us to speak out, you know, speak yes. his word. And the word is like, it's like life and death, but the word of God is a sword. So he mm -hmm. don't, we don't fight where we like ninjas, you know, but we're fighting the good fight of faith. Like we're, we're, we're able to say my faith. I believe that I am a doctor. I believe that I am a wife. Now, some things yes. is like the battle is not yours. You know, like some yes, things were, yes. it, it takes two. So in a marriage, I'm not going to say you don't have to fight for your marriage and, you know, but I'm saying for certain things that you know that God has given you a promise on, some things can be conditional because he's looking for you to do it. He's not looking for uh, someone. I mean, someone else can intercede for you, but he is sitting on his throne. He yes. might be in the lounge chair, you know, but he's not coming back. He, he gave us Adam, Adam fumbled the bag and he gave us Christ. And then mm -hmm. Jesus took it for the team. He did everything, but we're to do as Christ did. You know, yes. we're able to rely on the father where he said, it's the father in me. So he came as the son of man where mm -hmm. he's showing us like, I could have came as the king. I could have yes. came as the rock, you know, or something, but he came humble, you know, and he showed us like, I relied on the father. Mm -hmm. So now like just even hearing that, you know, it's like, man, God, if I, I can't go back. Cause I don't want to be like Lot's wife. She ain't got, yes. she ain't, she ain't got no name. He's just Lot's yes. wife. So we don't want to be stuck in the past where we have the heyday of when I was on the top. Because we yes. never try, we don't try to climb no mountain. We supposed to move the mountains. Mm, we to the mountain we move. We don't try to go around the mountain and be like, well, once I get there, no, I just say move. You yes. know, what I'm I just say move and I keep moving. But it's like all about faith. And I think like with just my, just go that pressure, that pressure may have created this. Because you think mm -hmm. content the pressure is there when you shake up a soda or something and yeah. it is explodes, you know, but even if you never open it, it's still content under pressure. Yeah. You haven't activated it yet. So sometimes people just haven't been activated where they've had the pressure 
you know, where it, they've been under pressure. They haven't been able to come out of, you know, yes. come out from wherever. So I feel like it was already in me. I just didn't know what was in me because I had so much other stuff I put in me, you know, like trying to be in social organizations and, yeah. you know, climb and climb up the upper echelons and like do things to look good on my resume. Mm -hmm. But it was like, was it good for me? You know, like it looked good on me, but was it good for me? Because it's not on the outside, it's on the inside. Like who we are is on the inside out. And if people saw how people really look, if we saw how people live, like we see them on social media, we see them out, like looking good, we want to take pictures with them, but how they live in, you know, like, not like, like looking in the refrigerator living, like how is it, not like that, but just what do they talk about at home? That like, hard posture. What's they, what's they conversations? Who is their God? Because just because yes. they say, it's like, we have to say, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. It's that no one can enter to the Father unless through the Son. So who is their God? Like they may mm -hmm. say God, but you got to distinguish it. You got to say God, you know, Elohim, El Shaddai, you know, El Roy. Like it's not just God, little G, because the prince of the air of this world, this is the first heaven is little case G God. And that, and that is a power too. When we think about Moses and Pharaoh with the showdowns, you know, where when Moses' staff turned to a snake, mm -hmm. then Pharaoh has his sorcerers have the same thing happen. So the enemy can counterfeit anything. And we think we're praying to God. And it's like, well, if your heart posture or your heart ain't good, is you can't have holiness and hate at the same time. So even when you're like, praise God, but you haven't forgiven your ex or you haven't yes. forgiven your coworker, you ain't really praising God because he don't really hear you because it's like your breath stank. You know what I'm saying? Like, where, cause like it's out of the, it butters of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you know, you, you might think that you're speaking something but it's like what's your what's on the inside is what's speaking, and God He can hear silent words. Mm -hmm. He hear your He hear your thought, you know. So it's not what you're saying; it's what's on the inside. That's what you're really saying. That is so true. I'm a visual person, and I really like how you use the soda because, like, I did say I want to be soft, but I want to still have that boldness about. Mm -hmm. So when you were using the soda when you were saying that that pressure that's mm -hmm. on the inside, if you don't go head first and operate in boldness that causes you to become flat because if you shake a soul it has that pressure and when you open it finally when you let that pressure settle and you drink it it tastes flat sometimes mm -hmm. but if you allow it to open and explode then it just it's everywhere so i'm thinking if you shake it and you learning from it and you open it all of those lessons you learn now are spilling onto others and they're able to fill their cup, that empty cup, they're able to fill their cup with things that's going to edify and help them grow. I really believe in operating out of the spirit of boldness in all that you do. I truly believe that. So I wanted to ask you, so how do you feel like mindset, your mindset had a role in really receiving a relationship with God? Because I heard you speak about you were going to church. It was basically, basically going through the motions. You had a, mm -hmm. a religious bond, but their relationship was not there. How did your mindset shift in order to build a relationship with God and know God for yourself outside of what others said. Wow. One thing I heard God say to me was I was um, in competition with him, you know, or something like that. It was like, I had been achievement oriented, like from fourth grade up to college, I got nothing but honor roll and Dean's list. And I liked seeing my name in the newspaper. I got affirmation from getting accolades. And so when things was going so wrong, I kept saying, I worked so hard. 
I worked so hard. And it was like, I couldn't, I just couldn't come to grips to think I could fail. Like I just, and I, it was just I. And then it was that point that it was like, God was like, you? Because I would hear people say, God get the glory. Like I would congratulate someone on a success. And they're like, God get the glory. And I'm like, why do I keep saying, I know we all Christian and all, but why do they keep saying God get the glory? When I realized that it all belonged to him. Mm. achievement and I just didn't understand I'm just like a speck of sand you know like I'm just a piece of dust you know yeah. even though I'm an heir of God a joint heir of Christ it's just I didn't understand who he really was like who mm. not was who he is you know he is God you know yes. like the air I'm breathing is his air like he created mm. that air you know and then it's like wow and so it's like I I, I was so full of myself so that I really wasn't full of the spirit and I had spoke, I had spoken tongues, you know, I speak until, you know, I'm spirit filled. Yeah. Um, I did all these things and I didn't think of myself as religious, but like you said, I was very religious and relationship is really important. It's not just do this and don't do that. And then in your own eyes, you can feel like you're somebody, but mm-hmm. I'm a nobody that knows somebody. And it don't mean like I got low self-esteem. It just mean like, no, there is no other than God. Like, yeah. he really is God. Like, that word don't even explain him, but he gives himself different names depending on where you meet him at. You know, like, he, he even sees Hagar, who was mm-hmm. Abraham's, you know, concubine. Like, she was the uh, kind of surrogate, the first surrogate. You know, he even says he's Elroy. I'm the God who sees. So he even saw her. You know, he even, so if he even sees her, that she, you know, had a baby with Abraham and Sarah because they was not able at the time to have mm-hmm. a baby. But when they sent her on her way, because they got their Isaac and she got their Ishmael, it's like he even saw her. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then even in the book of Esther, his name is not ever mentioned in the book of Esther. But it's like he's all up in that, you know, like where here's a woman that could die because she's going to take it for the whole team. But, you know, for Israel. And so it's like if I perish, I perish, you know. Yeah. So it's like you have to have that kind of boldness. Well, you're going, you willing to die for this, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. die, meaning I'm going to die daily. Not, you may not die a death of like, because you're a martyr, but you're going to die to your flesh. You yes. know, if I die, if I perish, I perish. So it's like, I don't need nothing from the world. And like, maybe sometime as even a believer, we can get caught up on, you know, where image, where we see people looking like they're winning. And it, it's not that they're looking, they may be winning. They may got all that, but it belongs to God. So we can never get jealous or have covetousness, like where we looking at what someone else has. Our focus has to be on Christ because in him, I have my being, like in him, everything about him. Like it's nothing I can have on my own without him. I may can have it, but like I said, I don't have that. I don't have it yet. I don't have the one that I thought I was going to get the PhD. I don't have that husband that I thought I had because it's temporal. You know, mm-hmm. only what you do for Christ will last. And so even if people fall by the wayside, I can still give grace. I don't have to be like, huh? they wasn't, they wasn't really about that life because without the grace of God, there go I. So when we think about even looking at other people, if they may not have it, you know, when we think about that uh, analogy of the soda or the metaphor yeah. about that, it's like, the, we don't want to just say soda. We want to say the living word. Like mm-hmm. even if it's a drop, it's enough to redeem. It's enough to yeah. revive. So it's like content under pressure. Even if you, you know, have all this going on, there's an excitement inside of you because that's the Holy Spirit to say, girl, there's more in you. Like there's, you ain't coming here to be average. You didn't come here just to get a paycheck. You didn't come here to be somebody's, you know, mom, even though that's a great thing too. But some of us like that, don't not able to have kids or some of us that haven't got married yet. We didn't just come here for that. We came here to declare his works. Yes. We, we come here to be in his image and his likeness. It says on day one, he created light. Let there be light. 
Day two was the firmament. Day three was the sky. Though he departed the seas and the dry land. Day four, sun, moon, and stars. And then day five, he has the birds in the sky and the fish right. in the sea adds them. And day six, he puts the land animals here. And then day six, he puts us here. He puts Adam, you know, but he puts man. Then day seven, he rested. So everything he did, we're supposed to do that. So if you're not creating, I mean, creating is with our words. We're not supposed to just be communicating. We're supposed yes. to be, he didn't just waste words. So we don't, we're in his image and likeness. So we don't just come here to waste words. Well, I don't understand. I mean, if you don't understand and all that, you didn't get an understanding. God is this, he's a, he's wisdom. So you can get counsel from him. You know, everything we have, and it's like, there's other books. Yes. But there ain't no living word. Mm-hmm. You know, like we don't, we don't just get information from the, from the good book. We get a uh, revelation. Like you can just, even when he talks about, um, you know, seeds, like faith is a seed. Even with that, it's like planted. It's like, wow. I mean, he, but it's like, you have to catch it. Cause it says it's for God to conceal a matter before a king to search it out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you gotta be a king. Cause he said, he's the king of Kings. Yes. So if you're not, if you don't have that kingliness, it's like, you got to like, you can't, you living beneath your pay grade. It's like, we have to raise up. So even if you already got that good job, that good, the good, everything, good hair, whatever, whatever yeah. you got that's good, ain't none good than God. Ain't, there's no, so it's like, there's, there's so much more, even when you in the vein, even when you're living in like, man, God is good. There's still more. Yes. Even if you live in the overflow with God, there is even more enhancement to that. That is, that's phenomenal. How can people find you? Say someone is watching this and they like, wow, this woman is powerful. This woman is anointed. How can I find her? How can someone find you on social media? Well, I'm Yaisa man. Like that's my, it's like my public page, but I'm also Yaisa lifestyle brand. Dot com. So like a brand, like mm-hmm. I said, I worked in retail. So working in retail, even God uses that too. Yes. So he's like, you're around all these brands, but we're not products as believers. We're, even as people, if you haven't yet received Christ, you're not a product. Yes. So we're not a buy, you're not a byproduct of something. You're a creation. Like mm-hmm. you're a one of a kind. So then yes. God's like, just like there's Chanel and Louis Vuitton, you're a Yaisa lifestyle brand. Yes. And it's like, I'm someone that loves to like influence other faith-based believers, not just to be them, but to be who God made them to be. And, yeah. and also to help others to shine as well, whether online or in person. So yaisalifestylebrand.com or yaisaman, just to keep it simple. I love that because we are our own brand. And I love how you said we are a creation. There is none like us, mm-hmm. none like us. So Yaisa, this is Soul Food with Sadie. I truly believe in planting seeds and letting God water them. I want to just ask you, what is a seed that you can leave, leave with the listeners that can be planted in them so God can water it so that they can become the best version of themselves? Wow. I want you to put your hand out. So even, and I, I didn't know this, I'm just flowing right now as Holy Spirit gives it to me. So put your hand out. So with, with that seed, he gives seed to the sower. Yes. He gives seed to the sower. So all you got to do is, he, if you a sower, you know, just put your hands out. So he gives seed to the sower. And it's like, you have to see it in here. So you're like, I don't have anything in these hands. It ain't nothing in my hands, but you have to see it. And you got to see with your spiritual eyes. But he gives seed to the sower. And that seed, when you see someone that's on the street, and you may be thinking like, oh, they're going to buy some booze with that. No, that you, if, if you, if you saw them, then you saw what God saw. He mm-hmm. gives seed to the sower. When you have a business that you have, have been in your mind for however long, he gives seed to the sower. Yes. He gives seed to the sower. When you have a friend that's out there, you know, you see her shining online, posting, she consistent. 
And then she was like, she's trying to do this conference. He gives seed to the sower. It's supernatural. So even the, the seed I'm giving you right now is supernatural. He gives seed to the sower. Your desire to want to give will give it to you. Even with the uh, fish with the coins in his mouth. Like you don't have to have it in your bank because it's in the kingdom of heaven. You got to bring heaven to earth. So whatever's in these hands, it come from heaven. It don't come from you begging from nobody. He said he never seen a seed begging bread or his righteous forsaken. So you don't got to beg for it. You ain't got to borrow it because he says you're the lender, not the borrower. He says you're the head, not the tail. He says he's giving you homes you did not buy. He's giving, giving you uh, wells you did not dig. He's giving you olive trees and vineyards that you did not plant and your house is full of food. So like he gives it to you. So all you got to do is receive it. Wow. So that seed I'm giving you today is just receive it. Like you can't earn it. You can't achieve it through your degree. You can't achieve it through your beauty. You know, you have to just receive it. Just a desire to want to do it. And it's like the mind of Christ is above our ways. It's not like, you know, I got to struggle. It's going to take me 10 years. He gets seed to the sower. So all you got to do is say, I'm a sower. Yes. That's it. So he gives it. All you got to do is just receive it. And that's a seed. That's another seed. That's a seed. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Jaisa. I am so glad to have you on the show. I will be dropping all of her handles inside of the notes. Thank you again for tuning in to Soul Food with Sadie. This is Jaisa Man, And she is just a phenomenal woman that believes that everything that we do in life is to give God the glory. And that Amen. is true. Thank you, Aisa. Is there anything else you want to leave with the people before we close out? And I'm like, you are a gem, a gem. Like, and gems, they're found out in the deep. So thank you for even putting your ministry in the deep. Like the shallow oh, yeah. end, you might get the little starfish, but you're a gem. And so thank you for shining and able to let your voice and your joy be out there in these social media streets. <laughs> thank you so much, Aisa. You guys, that show was so amazing. Yaisa said, we are supposed to move the mountain, not try to go around it, not trying to go over it. And the question I want to leave with you guys is, when you face obstacles in life, are you trying to go over the mountain or are you trying to go around the mountain? Or are you standing in boldness and walking in your authority and moving the mountain? Thank you all for tuning in to Soul Food with Sadie. See you next time. I am thankful for health in my body, peace in my mind, ears to hear and eyes to see. I am thankful for hands to write, legs and feet to stand, and wisdom to understand the gems that were given unto me today. I am thankful that I can create a strategy that I can implement into my life. I am thankful I am divinely created for such a time as this. I will be thankful for the small things because the small things are only preparing me for the bigger things that are coming into my life.